Welcome to House of Whimsical Terror. I'm Esther. I'm Mary. And we're speaking to you from Tucson, Arizona. And we are here to tell some real stories of the fantastical. Uh, occasionally, we do alter names to protect people's privacy. Other but, than that, all yeah, of our stories yeah. are true or told to us as true. Exactly. Mm -hmm. uh, the story we are telling today is a continuation of the Ninth Avenue house stories. So yeah. if you haven't heard that one yet, you may want to pop back to mm -hmm. part one and uh, listen to that so you can hear how haunted that house was and truly and mm -hmm. the progression of the intensity of the haunting exactly how yeah. active those spirits were true yeah uh, yeah so in tonight's part two uh we'll get started yeah okay so house on ninth avenue a uh, house was built just a short recap in 1895 there were some really interesting characters who lived there which we found out later and uh there were probably about uh six or seven of us who lived in this house all in our uh, early 20s and yeah. all of us good friends who got along really well and enjoyed our life there we would mm -hmm. you know get food and we'd all cook it together and enjoy watching videos together and just hanging everything. out yeah being happy roommates in Ooh. a haunted house mm -hmm. it's a <laughs> joyful place yeah well this one day i got a phone call from um my good friend nikki who most of the people in the house knew and she said we are moving back and i would like to know if my new girlfriend and I, her name is Jan, could uh, stay with you until we get a place. And I right. said, well, my first response is yes, but let me talk to all the folks. Right. So I talked to the rest of the roommates and they said, yes, uh, but do they know our house rules? Because we all followed mm -hmm. you know, a certain group of rules that uh, made us all happy and not fight with each other. <laughs> uh, yeah. One of them was, the non-smoking really you smoke outside anywhere mm -hmm. but not inside it was also on our lease that you couldn't smoke so that was another reason and uh nikki was a, a smoker um there were other mm -hmm. you know just little rules that that we had about noise and and time and that sort of thing mm -hmm. so i called nikki back and i said hey you and jen are welcome to come uh we have these rules as you know we don't have smoking inside and nikki knew that because she used to smoke on the balcony when we lived together the time before and uh she said jan does smoke but i'll let her know that that's right. a rule i talked about other things like noise and blah 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 so they uh said great well the night they got there. It was actually like four o'clock in the morning and I am not a morning person. So everyone else got up to go greet them. And I went into the bathroom to splash water in my face. And a few minutes later, there was a knock on the door and it was Oscar. And I said, I'm coming out. I'm going to go greet them. I just waking up. And he said, no, I need to talk to you. And I said, okay, what? And he said, she's mean that's all he said she's mean i thought he was talking about nikki and i got upset because i've known nikki longer than i've known him mm -hmm. and i said no she's not what are you talking about he goes i'm not talking about your friend i'm talking about her girlfriend she's mean hmm. and i said okay i don't know how you could have gotten that from 
knowing he, her for five minutes, but he was so sensitive. Mm -hmm. Like he would know things about people. He would. He could see into the darkest part of them, which I think is one of his flaws is he could see the darkest part of someone, but didn't always see their good parts. Mm. And one of the things uh, that he could do is tell me, you know, when I knew someone, oh, that mm. person is power hungry or that person is greedy or that person is unkind or whatever. He could even do it sometimes from a photo. Yeah. And this is what he said about Jan. And of course, I dismissed him. I did not listen. Even though oftentimes it would reveal itself to be true. It always revealed itself yeah. without a doubt. Every right. time he said, this person is like that, it was always true. So I went out and she seemed perfectly nice. She was this cute little pixie of a, of a person, um, you know, thin, cute, short blonde hair. And, you know, she was seemed really bubbly and was talking and visiting. And um, I thought, okay, well, he's wrong. She's lovely. So we all went to bed and he told me she was making fun of our cooking utensils. And I said, who does that? That's like mm -hmm. not a thing, right. Oscar. And he goes, okay. He goes, okay. But just remember, I told you, okay. just like I always tell you. And I said, okay. And that kind of gave me the shivers, but I still kind of shook it off. Mm -hmm. um, well, it started the very next day, like all of the things. She smoked in the house whenever she wanted and did not care if we told her not to. She would stomp up, she was a tiny thing, and she would stomp up the stairs that would just make this echoing sound throughout the house with her cute little boots, and it was just deafening. And, you know, we would like remind her, hey, you know, we can hear that. Mm -hmm, day yeah. and night. And uh, one of the things that I did uh, warn Nikki, my friend Nikki, about this is, you're going to be staying in this little room with a creepy little door and people are afraid to stay in there. I hope that's okay. And she's like, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I like creepy little rooms with creepy doors. Right. I said, okay. So they were in that room. That's mm -hmm. where they were staying. So it went on like that until, you know, other things happened. Like they didn't contribute yeah nikki found a job almost right away but she didn't get paid she had to wait two weeks before mm -hmm. her paycheck and you know we we're like okay that's you know just the way it is and we didn't ask them for any rent we just asked them to help pitch in for utilities water right, and right. gas and electric and um they had said yes so um this one day uh we were deciding to have a party and uh you know i had already had to talk to jan a couple times mm -hmm. about you know behavior and, and things and and everyone else had said look you know can we just tell them they can't stay here and i thought i can't tell nikki that mm -hmm. and they said we right. want nikki to stay too it's her girlfriend jan and i said oh, okay so I called Nikki and I said, look, I'm so sorry, but it's just become to the point where we can't live with Jan. You are always welcome here. Everyone else has said that you're welcome here. She can't live here. Mm -hmm. And I know that means that you might have to move out and it breaks my heart, but it's just the way it has to be. And she said, okay, okay. So two nights before the party, Jan catches me in the kitchen at night. And she says, uh, you know, 
I'm really sorry about everything and I really will, you know, try to change what's, what's going on. You mm -hmm. know, just really having a hard time. I'm thinking about um, the abuse that I suffered uh, from my, from my dad. And she started telling these horrific stories about her father and it really, you know, Mm -hmm. got to me and I thought wow this is awful and you know I need to be more compassionate mm -hmm. so I went and told everybody else I said I can't tell them to leave like this is what she said and they're like oh but does she have to be so awful and I'm like <laughs> I don't know but yeah. uh, so intense very intense so anyway I said okay and you know she seemed really apologetic I'm like a whole different person it was weird like That's, a whole different person yeah and uh so she left that day and came back and she had with her a name changing kit and she looked really joyful like she looked super happy and she was about to stomp up the stairs and you know i just asked her you know how you doing she goes great i just got this name changing kit well back then before the internet name changing kits cost anywhere from like 35 to 50 dollars which was a lot of money back then and i thought okay well you can't help pay for any of the utilities right or the food that you eat, because she would eat all the food and not replenish it, but you can buy a name-changing kit. And that was a little, you know, off-putting because everyone else was contributing in, in yeah. you know, the best way they could, and she was not. So anyway, I kind of let that pass, but it got under my skin a bit. And a couple of days later, we have our New Year's Eve party. And it's a fun party. It's like a family party. My mom was there. Mm -hmm. My mm -hmm. nephew, who was, you know, a baby at the time, was there. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it was just, it wasn't a big party, but it was a fun party. We all cooked together again like we did. We had stopped doing that because the house was just, had become an uncomfortable place to live just right. because of that the one person. so shifted. Yeah. We would just hang out in our bedrooms. We wouldn't, no one wanted to come out. And uh, so... The party happens and she gets angry because there's a party happening. I mean, she was invited. Everyone's in her house. Everyone could there. go. Uh, my friend Nikki had to work late, so she wasn't there. But Jan left and we we're like, oh, okay, well, you know, she's mad, but, you know, it's our house. We can have right. a party. It wasn't like we were doing anything that would get the police to come. We were just partying. Yeah. Um, and so she comes back a few hours later and stomps up the stairs and so we we're like okay well she's back she doesn't want to have a party that's okay mm -hmm. um and then at midnight we all greet each other and then oh we forgot this part oscar was super super sick he got sick on new year's day and new year's eve day and was just in his room he was sick 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 uh like couldn't barely walk and um so we told him just go to sleep you know go up and be in your room be asleep and so i went up to say happy new year to him and he kind of pushed me away and he said go check the room go check the room he could barely talk he was so sick and i'm like what and he was pointing mm -hmm. to the room with a creepy little door right. and uh the room that nikki and jan were staying in and i thought oh no mm -hmm. so he goes a bunch of noises coming from there and it's not it's not good whatever it is mm. so i go and i knock on the door um no answer but i can hear her sobbing inside like just crying hysterically right. so i opened the door and right about that time the rest of the group came up to you know tell oscar happy new year and i opened the door 
to the room next door to ours and the built-in shelves were pulled off the wall like this is a tiny person she had to have superhuman strength to just i mean they were there since the beginning of the house like they weren't new no pulled them out of the wall they were all like piled like like they're giant they were floor to ceiling shelves just kind of plopped onto the middle of the room she's sitting in this pile of like broken glass and books and just everything everywhere and everything and my mom looks and my mom was a counselor and she said esther go back downstairs and when she Mm -hmm. said that oscar went into his room and laid back down and you know you listen to your mom so you gotta listen to the mom yeah the mom so i went down and um my mom came back down and she said look you know she's really struggling with some things is there any way you could give them some more time here and i was like oh god (laughs) um but you know i thought okay i'm gonna be the good person and be the compassionate person even though i know my mom you know is being played Mm -hmm. but i was you don't say no to your mom so i said yes and you know just things continue the way they are uh you know no apology for the crazy you know chaos that had happened and um so finally I get the call from Nikki who says, no, we're, you know, we're moving out for sure. It's, it's fine. And they move out and Nikki calls and she goes, I want to pay you for everything that we owe. Cause I first, I got my first paycheck. And so I talked to the group and they all said, we don't want anything. We don't want rent. We don't want utilities. We just want a phone bill paid. Mm-hmm. So here's the story about the phone bill. Mm-hmm. Jan, who had told me all these horrible stories about her father, was calling him from our landline every night right? and right. spending hours on the phone. So there was this huge phone bill. Yeah. This is before cell phones. cell phones. So landlines, if you called someone in another state, it cost a fortune. Yeah, it was every minute. And so Jan had rung up this horrible phone bill so i told nikki i said all we want is Mm -hmm. the phone bill paid and here's what the amount is and she said i will get that to you yeah so um she called me the next day and said uh you should have the the um payment for the phone bill in your mailbox i said okay great so i ran outside and there's nothing in the mailbox So I told her, there's nothing in the mailbox. And she said, no, no, I'm sure there is. Look, you know, look again, please. So I looked again and said, there's nothing in the mailbox. And at that point, there were other people around. uh, Nikki was at work, but it was a Sunday. So the rest of us were home. And so everyone's like kind of crowded around the phone, like what is going on now? What new weirdness (laughs) is happening? And yeah. uh, she said, okay, I'll, I'll figure out what's going on. I'm going to call Jan because she was supposed to drop it off. Wow. We all looked at each other like, yeah. Oh. Um, so the next day, uh, Nikki calls me again. She goes, check and make sure the uh, money is in there. It should be in an envelope. So I went out there and sure enough, there's an envelope. Mm-hmm. So I bring it in. Everyone's kind of crowded around. I open it up and in it, there's no money. But it is a letter just trashing us from jan telling us what terrible people we are what horrible things you know and there were weird things like all we cared about was watching videos you know (laughs) just stuff that you kind of do and uh 
So at the bottom, there's this note kind of written sideways in different handwriting. And these are back in the olden days where we all knew each other's handwriting. If we'd known each right. other for any amount of time, because we didn't text or email, we, we mm -hmm. wrote to each other. And I said, oh my gosh, that looks like Nikki's handwriting but it's not mm -hmm. and kim looked over my shoulder and she goes that yeah that is nikki's handwriting i said no it's someone uh forging nikki's handwriting because i'd known her so long that i knew yeah. her handwriting yeah. and could tell it was a really clever forgery but you know just something about it, i knew it wasn't so i call her and i read her the entire letter over the phone and she says i'll be right there and so she shows up and she goes, show me the letter. And she opens it and reads it and then looks at her, the handwriting, the forged handwriting at the bottom. She goes, oh my God, that is my handwriting. And uh, Kim goes, what? And she goes, no, it looks like my handwriting. This is someone trying to have my handwriting. Right, right. wow. And uh, so she gave us Ooh. the money right then and there. And she said, I'm sorry that I sent Jan over. Well, eventually... Um, she left Jan and Jan went on her merry way, like using other people and all the way to mm -hmm. California. We heard stories about her, like, right. you know, getting convincing women to like buy her Jeeps and, you know, yeah. all sorts of, all sorts of, camps. yeah, pay tuition for, yeah. you know, college courses she never took and all of that. She was just, she was a piece of work anyway. Yeah. We are alone now in the house and we all have this love. Remember we had that yeah. lovely party. We opened all yeah. the windows, had the, the music energy playing. completely changed. Mm -hmm. Made a big old dinner like right. we used to and just had a blast. We yeah. just were back to normal. Well, you know, people started like getting other places or falling in love and moving in with other people. And at one point it was just me and my sister Andre and uh, Oscar. And, you know, I took, looked at Andre and I said, you know what? We've never like gone to the historical society and looked up like the history of this house. Yeah. Let's go do that because yeah. it was a day we all had off. So she said, okay. So we walked over the historical society, which was super close to the house. And it was great. We looked up everything. The people who first lived there were Annie and Ben Daniels. Annie Daniels was one of, if not the first, one of the first superintendents of public schools in Pima right. County. Uh, ben Daniels was one of Teddy Roosevelt's Rough Riders. Mm -hmm. um, and just really, really cool things that really we learned. Cool history for this house. Yeah. One of the weird things I found out, though, uh, was that Ben Daniels was the sheriff of Tucson. And one night I had this very vivid dream that I can remember to this day as though it happened in real life, not a dream. Mm -hmm. I was sitting downstairs in the Ninth Avenue house and I was sitting at a round table with my wife. I was a man in my dream. Mm -hmm. And I was saying, I think I am the sheriff of a town, not a city, or is it a city? What is Tucson considered? Like I really wanted Tucson wow. to be a city so I'd be the sheriff of a bigger place or a more uh -huh. important place. And I never forgot that dream. But then when it, I was at the That's historical wild. society, I found out he had been the sheriff of Tucson. And I had that wow. weird dream where I was, wow. yeah. So um, that was cool. Other really cool things, you know, that, that we found out about the house. Um, we were so excited. So we came back, my sister and I came back to the house 
Oscar had been talking to the neighbor next, next door and finding out other stories because the man had lived there since he was a little boy. Mm. And he knew that one of the recent owners had committed suicide by putting his um, a hose to the exhaust pipe Ooh. and breathing in. It was a horrible, horrible death. Mm -hmm. And that was one of the things that, that Oscar had found out about the one of the owners of the house mm. we also found out that ben daniels had died in a car as well he had a heart attack in the car and they had the funeral in the home at ninth avenue mm -hmm. um the um the you know annie daniels who owned the house had uh died like later in life in her room which was on the first floor which oh. was my room when i first moved in wow so, so lots of spirits mm, lots of activity her daughter also died there with tuberculosis as a very young girl wow so we found out things like that so we were telling oscar about all the things we learned you know we had found out about annie and ben daniels and when they died it went to their nieces and nephews and some of their uh, nieces and nephews had moved into the house and it had all the details about what they did for a living, who they were, yeah. you know, special awards that they'd received, all the details. So and much then information. when they sold the house, who had owned it after that. And then it got to the mid to late forties. I don't remember exactly when, but it was mid to late forties. And a man named John Devereaux bought the house. Mm -hmm. There was nothing about John Devereaux. There is that he owned the house and lived in it for two years mm -hmm. and nothing. Not about what he did for a living, right. whether he was married, if he had any kids, nothing. So you had like all this information except for this one person. Yeah. So that was our mystery person. Mm -hmm. And then after he sold the house again, it picked up with these people own the house, blah, blah, blah. Until recent times where they didn't, the historical society didn't do that type of thing anymore. So we were very excited and we got back and we're telling Oscar and I remember this distinctly. My mm -hmm. sister and I remembered at exactly the same time. We looked at each other and we were about to talk about John Devereaux. And we remembered when Jan Carlson got the name changing kit that she spent that money on and mm -hmm. I was irritated she did change her name. Mm. She changed her name to Jay Devereaux. Mm. Yeah. So that's the story within the story that I could not wait to tell. Yeah. Um, but yeah, creepy, 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 creepy. She was in that creepy room. Other people had been too, but I think she was more amenable to yeah. something not okay. Right. Right. Well, that wraps up the story of the house on night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Intense, intense place. Intense. So, and um, I hope everyone enjoyed it and that you'll follow us and that you will tune in for our next session. Yes. Really soon. Oh, Esther, that was so creepy. So creepy. Yeah. Give us a follow too. We yeah, love yeah. that. And put comments. We, we want to hear from you. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. Bye now. Bye now.